You're listening to Nothing is Magical because Everything is Magical. I'm Jaime Lopez. And I'm Nate Hall. And today we're talking about passive income. So Nate, how would you define passive income? I would define passive income as any way for you to monetize something you're not actively working on. Okay. So that would be, that could look like investing in stocks because yeah. all you have to do is buy the stock and it makes money on its own in the market as it goes awesome. up or you lose money <laughs> or do you have anything to say on courses or like more creative uh, so pursuits of passive I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with stocks quick. So that is uh, something you can kind of monetize if you're doing it smart and like you can take a different, different approaches or like go for like dividends, which are going to give you the highest percentage back and is like much more uh, focused on like getting money now, as opposed to like uh, most people who probably buy stocks are in it for like the, the long run and want to see where that stock goes and ride out that company and their kind of progress. Um, but yeah, with courses. So right now we're both doing a lot of copywriting and just in my research on copywriting, I've noticed like a lot of courses and that's a really a great example of them. So the idea is people kind of create like an online course with like uh, a set of videos. So maybe like 10 videos and do some worksheets, create some PDFs that you can save, just give you a bunch of information. And once they kind of create that, they can, they can sell it and, create those classes, maybe even like discussion groups with uh, different groups of people that join. But the, the idea is that once you have this, you can like sell it as many times as you want. So it's kind of a, an upfront investment in terms of like time. But once you have it, you can then just monetize it. Yeah. That's really interesting. And that's why I think passive income is really so attractive because it sort of appears at the face value, like the lazy man's way of getting rich, but it's, and maybe it is, but the startup cost I feel like is more expensive because it's a lot easier to get into a traditional job and save money and like work your way up in the company and sort of just like run through the motions then to really think critically and like know how to take risks, how to take risks as well as putting it. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of risk involved in uh, passive income. Yeah. So actually, so I want to like shift over to like real estate. So uh, okay. real estate is another example where like the risk is high and like, uh, yeah. so like with courses, your initial investment is going to be high, but it's going to be time. So with real estate, you got to have a, a lot of capital up front to get that property to then like rent it out or whatever you want to do with it. And that's another example of passive income because you're kind of just like sitting on something you already have and benefiting off of it. So I know you have some insights with uh, your neighbor, I believe, in real estate. So what can you tell us about that? Oh yeah, man. He is the shit when it comes to real estate, or at least he sounds like he is. <laughs> uh, 
I swear, it feels like every time I sit down and talk with him, he'll like humble brag how he just made 10K that week or 20K that week. And he he's that mostly comes from the real estate side, I imagine, like closing houses. So he gets pretty high commission off of that. But he does know a lot about investment properties and real estate investing. I haven't inquired too much about that with him. I probably should though, because that seems pretty interesting. So is he is he like buying and selling or is he keeping some of these properties or what's the deal? He has a bunch of rental properties. I'm not sure a specific number, but he has definitely a large amount of rental properties and he was thinking about cashing out on them and just selling them and he would get all that money. So I'm not, I'm not too sure the number he has, but I know he has a few. So my, my uncle actually does something similar and he's, he's a bit of a character too. Um, He's probably not making as much money as your neighbor is, but he's like, like, like you said earlier, it's kind of like the, the lazy man's way of, kind of making money he's like the most like lazy slash hardworking person I've ever met it's the weirdest thing like he really does work hard but he only wants to do like as little as possible and I think that's kind of where and where people fall in line with uh, the idea of passive income and how people get attracted to it because yeah he's he's just like he's I remember he told me a story uh, how he would like always go into movie theaters and sometimes he would like grab the um, grab like popcorn buckets out of the garbage so he could like reuse them. So he's like ridiculously frugal and really just cheap. But uh, yeah, at the same time, he's like really interested in stuff like this. And it's interesting how this like because um, there's a expression like lazy people are the best workers because they're like efficient. And I think he really kind of takes that line and kind of makes it his own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best way to work. You want to get the most amount of results with the least amount of energy. And passive income definitely seems like a good way to do that. Do you think in terms of let's say real estate investing you think that's an easy thing to get into like how would someone who wanted to get into real estate investing how would they get into that if you have any insights into that i think i think that's pretty hard so i've like researched that a lot and like it's it's definitely something i want to get into like uh i have a couple buddies and we are all along this like similar line of thinking and we're talking about like in a couple of years, maybe like two or three years, like pooling our money, getting a loan, uh, getting a property that we can start this with. But I think the the biggest challenge is like that initial capital that you have to get. And like, even with the loans, it's it's still gonna be a good chunk of money, but it's, it's almost like you can't fail once you get the capital. Cause in most cases, if you're renting out a property, the money that you're gonna get from the renters is gonna, be higher than whatever you're going to pay in taxes on the loan. Mm. 
Yeah, that seems pretty interesting. That would seem like a lot of work, though, because wouldn't you have to manage the renters and sort of, because wouldn't you pretty much be the landlord and you would have to handle, like, repairs and things yeah, along so those lines? You can if you want to, but, like, even some people even will, like, um, just hire a company to do all that sort of yeah. stuff like like think of like airbnbs will have um people and they'll just clean the properties for them and get them ready and get the times filled but yeah you can kind of go whichever direction you want but it will be more work and obviously if you pay someone then you're going to be losing money but you won't have to do that work so kind of gotta like draw the line on where you think it's the kind of uh, where you can save the most personally, but mm. I'm curious. Have you heard there's an app called Fundrise? Have you heard of that? Fundrise. 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 No. So is it real estate investing? Yeah, it's real estate investing, and how they do it is they, uh, it's like, it's like a fundraiser. So it's crowdsourced, and people pool their money to invest in real estate. So you get some like percentage of the the property it's it's a lot like stocks except it's real estate and uh, that's a kind of a way to get around that um initial hurdle of that huge capital investment but this i don't know if any other companies are doing this in particular probably but i'm pretty sure fundrises um minimum is still like 500 dollars though to get into real estate so definitely like higher than Stuff like stocks, you can get like really cheap ones if you want, like pennies if you want. But still, it's it's worth looking into if people are interested in that. Yeah, so someone who's new to real estate investing but wants to get into it, they can download Go, they can download Fundrise, and then that uh, takes away that like huge initial starting cost of having to buy a whole home. Yeah. A whole no, property. Yeah. You don't have to buy the whole thing. You don't have to deal with loans. It is, it's still $500, but uh, I'm pretty sure I haven't been on it a while, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of information that they give you to read too. I'm a huge fan yeah. of apps that kind of break stuff down like that. Like uh Robin hoods investing app does a good job of, giving you information, not only like allowing you to make the trades that you want, but there's a lot of information for you to read just as far as like different strategies and also like what's going on. What got, in, what got you interested in passive income? Um, Where do you think like, so I, I started with stocks and I got really into stocks because I got into uh, poker. So poker is like, it's, it's just gambling, really. Um, there's a yeah. lot of math involved and like strategy, but uh, it's gambling. And in the same sense, like, like stocks is like just a upscale version of gambling. Yeah, like a socially accepted version of gambling. Yeah. Like how alcohol is like a socially accepted form of getting like high as fuck. <laughs> I 
Okay. Yeah, so where did your interest in uh, passive income, where'd you get that from? Yeah, I took an economics course in high school and we were talking about investing and just the concept, I mean, it's, I feel like that it would be interesting to anybody. Like you can make money while not having to put in like time, you know, you don't have to sell your time to make money. So it started, it got me interested there. And I would say getting into praxis and sort of being reintroduced into like economics and the financial world it sparks my interest again in passive income. I would say I'm more interested in like the creative forms of passive income, such as like social media influence, creating content and yeah. Yeah. Stuff like, stuff like, uh, like blogging and YouTube can be like monetized super easily. Uh, not necessarily like as passive because you're still probably yeah. doing something, creating something consistently, but yeah. the, it, it will like kind of um, like compound. Like if you, if you post a video, then if, if someone like views it like two years later, or if it blows up like way after you posted it, you're still gonna, benefit from that yeah so would you say you're more interested in like the more technical aspects of like passive investment or passive income yeah i definitely would i i love stocks i love looking at the the graphs i know it like like freaks a lot of people out and scares them away but i love it What do you love about it? Like, why? Why um, does that excite you? Like the the analytical strategizing. I just like my head is always in the future. So kind of like I said, it's mm -hmm. like gambling. You're kind of betting on what you think the future will turn out to be. So yeah, I think it, it's just really fun for me, honestly. So here's a question. So I think like we started at the beginning of the podcast with uh, the idea that like a lot of lazy people kind of chase this idea of passive income because it's like the, the least amount of work. It's like literally getting paid while you're not doing anything. So my question is, do you ever think the idea of chasing like passive income is kind of a trap? I think it's a trap to begin with because it takes a lot of fucking work to get to that point and to get to that knowledge, unless you get lucky. But even then, I think the, the form of development that you have to go through to sort of gain an understanding of finances and of the financial world is like a lot more it's a lot different in investment because you have to know how money works, where money moves in order to like maintain getting finance, like getting assets from your investments because like someone could win the lottery, you know, and they would make a shit ton of money. They would be rich, 
but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be able to sustain that level of wealth. I, I'm pretty sure most people don't. I don't know. I heard it on somebody say that somewhere, a statistic that like most lottery winners don't end up with that much money, like over a certain span of years. So I think, yeah, in, investment is really, I don't think it's a lazy thing. I think it's a completely, it's like a different skill. Like it's just a whole, a whole other skill, a whole other world. Yeah, there's definitely, I think it's exciting. Yeah, there's definitely a big learning curve with it. But like, alternatively, you can do uh, things like Vanguard or like get an account with like Charles Schwab or something, where you just like use these companies as like a savings account and you put your savings in with them and you pay them some commission, I'm sure, but you're gonna uh, have them invest your money for you. And that's a, another way for you to kind of get that benefit of stocks versus whatever you're like, probably pretty low um, savings rate is gonna be. So the, the difference there is, is pretty big and they kind of just like function the same. Obviously, like if stocks tank, then you're gonna probably lose a significant chunk of money. But um, yeah, if you're kind of, like I said, it's gambling. If you're willing to take that risk, then there is a lot of opportunity there. And it's not like if you're opposed to that learning curve and you don't want to get into the whole like financial section, then, then you can do this through some company and they'll kind of like pick your stocks for you. Yeah. So that would be another beginner's way to get into investing would be to hire like brokers. Isn't that what they're called? Yeah. Like investment brokers or brokers to get to invest their money for them. Like you said earlier though, there is um like I feel like a lot of people it is a it is a lot of work and a lot of people, especially the people that are attracted to this, won't have like the the commitment level to stay consistent with it. I think like a good example of this is something like blogging. Like if you can get a following, then then you're going to be able to monetize that. But you're going to have to like post consistently for a long period of time without a following before you actually get one. And yeah. like, I don't even I don't have any idea how long that would be, but probably like like months, maybe even years. And I don't think that's like the instant gratification that a lot of people look for when they kind of search for like, like passive income business. Like how do I get a bunch of money without working? Like the, the upfront kind of work is still there before it becomes a passive income thing. Yeah. So it sort of sounds like you've had like some outside influences of people in your family, namely your uncle, who's interested in investing in passive income. Can you touch any more on that? Is your uncle like your only outside scope or your friends interested in that type of stuff? Do you have yeah, any like mentors or... I wish, I wish, that'd be cool. Uh, 
So my uncle's pretty interested in it. He'll give me like all the all the tips <laughs> I'll, I'll ever want. And he, like I said, he's kind of like um, he he's a character, so he's pretty frugal. Like I uh, explained with that story earlier about the popcorn, but he would like give advice in a way that's like um, like totally the opposite. If like I went to like one of my old um, economics teachers. So like you said, you learn a lot in your econ classes. I took a econ class in high school too, where we were, um, we were a part of some like competition in um, a, bunch of, a bunch of schools in the US kind of participated and uh, we were on like teams of like three or something where we were trading and whoever got like the highest increase would like win some prize. I don't, I don't even remember how it went. I don't think anyone in my school ended up doing uh, that well. <clears throat> there was one group I think placed in like top 30, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I learned a lot uh, in school too. So my econ teacher definitely uh, helped me there. I don't know what piqued my interest so much about stocks though. You were saying that your uncle gave you the opposite advice or like um, that your econ teacher gave you? Yeah, I don't know not like you're going. just the opposite, like uh, in the, in the way he like delivers it, like my econ teacher would be like really professional and technical. And my uncle would be like, like, no, don't do that. Like, that's fucking stupid. You got to do this. <laughs> and, uh, definitely a lot less like fundamental and like probably doesn't have like a super well thought out strategy, but is yeah. like definitely, um, yeah, like he's smart and he's capitalizing off of this, obviously. Otherwise he wouldn't be doing it, but. Yeah. Does he make a living off of it or is it more of a hobby? So he does, he does a couple different things. It's, yeah, which, so the other thing that he does a lot is he um, fixes bikes, so, which is actually pretty interesting. I don't know if you know right now, but there's a kind of like bike shortage because of the pandemic. We're not getting uh, bikes imported and people are wanting to do it because like there aren't a lot of activities. So people are thinking like, oh, I can go out and bike. So it's kind of the perfect time right now to be doing that but what he'll do is he'll go around to like um like garage sales yard sales and pick up bikes that are uh like pretty like professional level i would say but old so people stop using them and he'll fix them up and like flip them and make money that way so definitely along the along that lines of kind of hustling. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. That's pretty smart though, to have multiple like income streams. So you're not really tied down to like having to go into a day job or having to invest in stocks or having to go fix bikes. Even if the stocks dry up, you can still go fix bikes. Even if bikes are imported, you can still invest in stocks. So that's a really smart way to do it. It's pretty safe. 
Yeah, it's weird. It's sometimes like investing is safer. What was that? But sometimes investing is safer. Oh yeah, taking that risk can be safer. Yeah, I think that like uh, that's kind of like the passive income dream is to be able to have your hand in a, a bunch of different areas. Yeah. All right, man, I don't, I can't think of any more questions. Do you have any, I do anything not. else on passive income? I guess we can end it there. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. You listen to Nothing is Magical because everything is magical. You can go download Fundrise or hire a broker to get started in real estate investing, or you can go fix bikes because there's a bike shortage. <laughs> All right, I'm Jaime Lopez. I'm Nehal. All right, catch you next time.